The views and opinions expressed by the producers, hosts, and guests of Flash Black Radio do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Flash Black or its parent company. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, beautiful people. This is www.flashblackradio.com. We are the usual suspects, and this is Shit You Might Have Missed. Today's date is September 24th, 2017, and we have in the studio recording live. Your boy has double. I'm back. T Rich. <laughs> <laughs> You know we're going around, but for some reason, yeah. That's that's the time she chose. Yeah, it's okay. I was it's really right. thirsty. Well, it's I'm all sorry. Good. Yeah, I bet you were. You were thirsty. Right. You were thirsty, weren't Thirst you? Thirst box. Oh, all right. Maybe you were thirsty. And I am Da Vinci Parks, <laughs> a.k.a. Lee Bennett the Third. Missing today from today's recording. That's redundant, but missing from today's recording is the incomparable Kay Savage. Uh, we want to send her like a shout out. Uh, I really miss you, Christy. <laughs> How <laughs> random as hell, but uh, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. Hopefully, Christy will be back next week. Uh, but yeah, we want to send out shots of love or whatever because that's what we do when people are not here that we love. Uh, we we send them shout outs. I'm taking it personal. Don't take it personal. I think she knew I was going to be here, and she decided not to. You not know, Christy loves to show you a little knee. She does like to show me a little knee, and I like to see a little knee, so it all works out. Mm-hmm. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> it's a fair exchange. Yeah, yeah. Exchange. She, you know, she gives a little knee. I take a little knee. Hmm. Shout out to Colin Kaepernick. Interesting transition. So uh, this I, week, I'm taking knees That's and problematic ass people. Yo, know, uh, Uncle Tom ass friend Ray Lewis. <sighs> Decided, that used to be your man too. That's crazy. You used to love Ray Lewis back in the day. Decided he was going to outdo them all and take two knees. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He did take two knees he though. He did, yeah, bitch. I didn't uh, even see it live. I just saw a, a meme, and in the meme, I was like, "Why is he?" <laughs> Are you talking about the meme from his last? The, yeah, okay, yeah. Like, why is he on two knees? <laughs> why? Wait, I didn't see that meme then. I saw the other one. I saw the the Django meme. There's another. There's I another. just saw a oh, picture. He, he went. He went stink meaner, or uh, yeah. It's basically like uh, the meme was okay. Supposedly, so that was the reason, according to Ray Lewis, that the Ravens didn't sign Colin Kaepernick is because um, there was a meme that was released on Colin Kaepernick's girlfriend's Instagram. Um, it was a combination of Ray Lewis hugging the owner. Of the Ravens and also Stephen from Django, played by Samuel Jackson, hugging uh, uh, Mr. Candy, who was played by Leonardo DiCaprio. And um, I mean, when I tell you there was a spot on me, just because it was funny, just the, the, the it, it matched. So it was funny, and um, supposedly they were offended by that and they had an issue with it, so they didn't hire Colin Kaepernick, which kind of speaks to the reason why Colin Kaepernick is doing this whole First Amendment shit in the first place. Like, 
your ability to speak against something that you don't agree with in a meme or and through it wasn't like a, Colin Kaepernick. It was his it, girlfriend. It was his girlfriend, exactly. So that kind of like actually solidified and redoubled. Which is like some patriarchal bullshit. Like basically you're telling Colin Kaepernick, get your bitch. And at the same time that you're in your feelings about what she said at the same time. Which is actually, you know. Stupidity. And certifying that like that, that Colin Kaepernick is not off base in terms of how shit is working with the NFL. And how this whole thing is going. So what I was going <clears> to <throat> say is I wanted to <clears throat> give a shout out to NFL players. Um, I'm not going to remember them all, so I apologize. But there were four NFL players that I wanted to shout out for sending a memo essentially outlining um, what they would like to happen in the NFL. They want to have a, a month in November um, for community activism. They want to actually approach. Sorry. Mm, mm, mm. They want to actually, <laughs> they actually, they actually have a, a plan in, in place in terms of how they want to address certain social issues and how things are being addressed. And it's like, like it's written out. It's not like, a haphazardly thrown together memo. It, it's it's listed and itemized and all that good stuff. And so Anquan Bolden, former NFL player, he played for uh, the Ravens, he played for the 49ers, a couple other teams. Um, Michael Bennett, um, a player from the Philadelphia Eagles, and I can't remember the fourth one. I apologize for that, but I want to shout them out. I did post it on Flash Black Radio via Twitter, um, so you can check it out there, or you can check it out on the Facebook page or group. Either one is good. And also, I want to shout out J.J. Watt. And I want to shout out J.J. Watt because J.J. Watt raised over $33 million for uh, Houston um, in the wake of the hurricane that hit Houston. So I want to shout him out. That would be Harvey. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of hurricanes. I'm just trying to keep them all in my head. There's a lot, a lot going on. It's been, yes. been a very active season. And it's like early in the hurricane. It season. is. I hear they're going to evacuate U.S. citizens from Puerto Rico. Yeah, it's crazy. So yeah. the hurricanes are like if you if you are a Caribbean island, then I don't like you. That's what the current hurricanes are I just like. I think right that now. statement it's, speaks to like the ignorance of this government. Like you know, you're going to evacuate the entire Puerto island. Rico. Yeah, Puerto Rico because they say U.S. citizens, but they're not even talking about. They're, they're, they're not, not talking, talking about, about the Virgin Islands. Yeah, and you guys made that point last week. You being Christy and uh, <coughs> you and Christy, um, you made that point last week, and I had noticed it, but I hadn't really thought about it like that until you said it i was aware obviously <laughs> but like you know it's, it's a it's a very good point it was, it's something we need to keep in mind that you know there <laughs> the off mic stuff ladies and gentlemen i'm sorry if you if you can't see it i just can't explain it <laughs> just gotta keep it moving man you have to get that there, there are times i actually have intelligent thoughts it's not often but there are times i have intelligent thoughts They're and half of them infrequent. are sabotaged by the off mic shenanigans that, that happens here Shenanigans, that's what it is. Also this week in Problematic People. Get it. Um, and just like every week, every day, you're president. Oh, wow, we're going to talk about Donald Trump? Get those sons of bitches off the field. This was something he said? He said that for anyone, I'm <laughs> paraphrasing. He said that for anyone, what is going on down here? I, I don't know what you're for talking about. For anyone... Any of the NFL players who are protesting, getting on one knee, the owners should get those sons of bitches off the field, fire them. So we just gonna call like all their mothers bitches, like that is, all that's their mothers a, that's are how we're gonna go. And they are sons of those bitches. No. Meanwhile, he's a dotard. 
<laughs> I do not in any way support Kim Jong Un, but that clap back was epic. <laughs> so I, there, there, there are a couple things that I want to address, and I forgot to address this last week. Um, and <clears throat> I want to address adding on to the list, and this is a week late, and I apologize for that. But to the list of problematic people, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Hmm. She's always problematic. Oh, she is, but. This is what I'm going to mention is, is is kind of like old news at this point or whatever. But we talked about the Jamel Jamel Hill thing last week. We did mention it, whatever. Something I was going to make a point about, and again, I kind of forgot because conversation ebbs and flows, and I just yeah. But the idea that Sarah Huckabee Sanders as the uh, the, the press uh, lead for the White House, I don't know what type of title she has because they change. Um, titles like draws um but the idea that she could sit in front of the u.s media and say that because jamel hill voiced again through her first amendment rights an opinion about the president that she should be fired is an abuse of power you should not be talking about like, you know, what people need to do. And this is, this is no different than when Donald Trump got on air earlier in his presidency and was saying that people should buy. It wasn't Donald Trump. Uh, it was, um, Kellyanne Conway. Kellyanne Conway. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Who got on there and said that, you know, people should be supporting Ivanka Trump's clothing line. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to be hawking or trying to sway people's opinion in that manner. That's not what you're, that's what I'm without. You're supposed to disseminate <laughs> information. That's it. You know, so the idea that you can be bold enough and privileged enough to say that he should be fired because of his First Amendment speech, but you just did the same thing. Now you're talking about somebody like you're using your First Amendment rights to shout somebody down, but you're doing it from a presidential office. So I I think the hypocrisy in that is very like glaring. And I felt like I should like throw that out there. I I thought that was like uh, troublesome. And um, that's the type of stuff we want to avoid, honestly. I think it's interesting. I mean, I didn't watch it because I don't. Watch award shows because who has three, four hours to sit and watch that shit when you could be watching Bravo? <clears throat> but Sean Spicer apparently is beloved now and was at the Emmys and yeah, he's making the rounds. Was getting all kinds of hug and hugs and <clears throat> love and James Corbett kissed him. Corbett, Corbin, yeah. carpool karaoke dude. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he kind of he did help like make fun of himself, but. Without, he still has not like really admitted that he was wrong or taken accountability for it. Well, he doesn't have to, because, but he did make fun yeah, of himself. So, I think people are. I like, was gonna say that, and you said it before I got there. So there you go. Kudos yeah. to you. Yeah, yeah. He's and a mediocre white man. He's he's also that, but you know he doesn't have to claim accountability. It's like a, a it's just hilarious. Like you know, a seventy year old you know Caucasian man does something insane and the media will be like, Oh, he he's just a kid. He's just he's just a kid. He's just he's Always just a, just a little immature, you know. As a kid, the boys will be boys, you know. He's seventy five years old, dude. And be like a twelve year old um African American kid with a a soda in his hand. It's and threatened. Like, like this look like man a grown man is a menace to like uh can I eat my Skittles, yo? And pe- I'm, like I am a, a child. Forty-five-year-old NFL player. I am a small child. No. eating Skittles. You're big. 
And you You're let this 75-year-old man who was supposed to have learned something about how old is Drumpf? Drumpf is 70, 71. Like 71. Yeah. Who is supposed to have learned something at this point. Has not learned a damn thing except how to, with no subtlety or nuance or savoir-faire or anything, hijack a narrative. You know, he knows how to forcefully say if something happened a certain way. No, no, it, this this is actually what happened. He's also learning how to get read because Kim Jong Un is reading him well, he, for the gods. He, yeah, he's really learning how to uh, start a, a nuclear war. <laughs> he's he's learning how learning to do how that. to annihilate the population. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's learning how we're all going to die. Let, let's speak to that. Let's speak to that. So, so. Let's speak to the recklessness of Donald Trump, who in his inaugural United Nations speech decided to have another side, unplanned, tangential, like, I don't know, brain fart. I don't don't know what to call it. But at some point he said, you know, America is a great nation and we have a tremendous amount of patience. But essentially, if you keep pushing us, we'll have no choice or, or, or our allies uh, we'll have no choice but to utterly wipe out North Korea. And it's like the idea that you could talk about mass murder so callously and flippantly, like like it's nothing. Like it's not 25 million people in that nation. Yep. It's, it's just startling to me. Not startling because I'm not startled by anything Trump says really at this point. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to be startled by anything he says. He's an idiot and I know anything can come out of his mouth. I mean, uh, even but, more egregious than that, though. I'd be startled if you said something constructive and intelligent. That's what I'd be startled by. I think it's far worse that, like, he gave that UN speech and, you know, you can see him, like, really revving up for that applause line that didn't get any applause. I think that's much worse. That is, that's, you know, yeah, killing 25 million people, that's bad. But, like, a poorly timed, you know, speech, I just, I really hate that. That bothers me more clap. than anything else. Yeah, yeah. He was like, and you, he's like, America should look out for itself. And just like you, you know, you could tell like the change in the voice. Like he knows the applause line is coming. He's getting prepared for everything. kills every, in Alabama. He's, yeah, he's getting ready for this cacophony of applause that's going to happen. And it's just like two dudes Crickets. in the chamber. One of them from Syria, like clapping. <laughs> like Paris Accords, yeah, yeah. yeah. We feel you, bro. You should look out for <laughs> your own countries. Like, what was it? Kim Jong Un said the the dog that the scared dog makes the most noise, or something like that. Is that is that what he said? I, I've heard the term um, a hit dog will uh, holler. Heard, he didn't say that though. Yeah. He said something. He said like, I mean, it's, it's just a North Korean um, North Korean uh, flavor. Uh, a little North Korean flavor. You know, on like it. you know, like like truisms are truisms for a reason, right? That sounds delicious. A little North Korean flavor on it. No, why not? I've never, I have, never had Korean food before. I've never had North Korean cuisine. Like, I've never had North. I don't know, but I think it's just it Korean. I think it's just Korean cuisine. Oh, because you know, sometimes like you know, in Italian, you have like this Southern Italian and Northern Italian. I want to go to Italy. There's slight differences in. The, you know what? I take that back. You're probably right. I, I, I don't know. Like, how, I don't, I don't know how either. you would get North Korean cuisine because they would have to first get out of North Korea. That's like, true. I don't. I don't they know would have to be able to eat. Do they have food in North Korea? Well, if As there's a lot of them, unfortunately, no jokes, no I jokes know. that are not eating. So I, I, I really, I, I don't know why what, they're so small and short because they're all malnourished. They're doing whatever glorious leader tells them to do. Okay, that's what, part of the rules of North Korea. Our glorious Same rules to the game, but I share with you too. 
I, I, I thought somebody was gonna fill in. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry. Everybody, everybody looked at me with like bated breath. Like, I was, like, I was waiting. No, no, no. I was waiting for no, the applause no. line. It was I, coming. Yeah, it's like, hey, anytime I can fit a hip hop line into a conversation, <laughs> and it's a good day. You know, just random hip hop. Yeah, yeah. Hey, look, I, I'll do that at a drop of a hat. Lemonade was a popular drink, and it still is. There you go. I pull more stunts. Than Bruce Willis. I pull more prop. I get more props. Come on, come on. get it together, Willis. six. Get it together. Well, okay, all right. So now that we we threw that out there, let me just let me let me do this. I will say this for the record. Well, I have a tremendous amount of love and respect for Guru mm-hmm. and Premier and what they brought to the game. I've never been a big Guru fan. Mm. I know that's not popular, especially because the dude is deceased, and I have again nothing but tremendous amount of respect and love. I understand his his place. Not questioning it, I feel as well deserved. They definitely like put in work. I do like Gangstar projects, but as far as the lyricists that he boasted himself or purported himself to be, I just never, I never agree with that. So, um, I, I apologize. Well, I don't I think don't an apology really, is necessary. If I don't I, know some 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 if, Google lines, if there's something. a spectrum, you know, of like all time lyricists. You know, depending on you know how many you're counting, Guru may not be on that list. I, I think that's a reasonable statement to make. You know, if you're talking to, excuse me, if you're talking about a top five lyricist, Guru is not going to be on that list. If you're talking about a top ten lyricist, he's probably not going to be on that list. I, honestly, I would say if I was Maybe talking top five hundred, if I if I was talking top twenty five, he wouldn't be on. That he list. probably wouldn't be on that list. So I think yeah. I, I don't think you made any like uh, insanely controversial statements right well, there. Speaking of lyricists, shout out to Rhapsody. It was a great album that dropped on Friday. Okay, that's what's up. Big up Carolina. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what's up. Going to Pete. I've, I've been, I've been, a, I've been checking for Rhapsody for a minute since you know. So it's good to hear. So it was, a, it was, a, it was a solid. That's what's up. That's what's up. I like. I remember like trying to like force Slim to listen to Rhapsody when I was trying to get my condo ready for rent. <laughs> like, yo, listen to this. And I was like, oh, it's cool. It's cool. Did you hear that? Like, no, it's cool. You it's are cool. Sometimes aggressive. <laughs> huh. I've mellowed out, yo. Yeah, this yeah, entire no. year, yeah, not requests. Yeah, this in, this entire <laughs> year, I've been I've been back. Sit off. down and listen. Yeah, yeah, no. Nah, like this year, I've, I've really I've really taken my foot off the gas or whatever. Like you know, I might mention something, I might not. Like whatever. I think that's a healthier approach. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. But I'm gonna mention it because North Carolina, big up. <laughs> pew pew pew. Yeah. yeah. What 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 were you shooting that first time? What what is that? What, which what makes that sound when you shoot it? <laughs> but when it blows bubbles, you know, uh, not that. I don't know. <laughs> a unicorn. <laughs> a when it, charitable. When it, when it blows, when it blows bubbles. <laughs> when it blows that rainbow in your face. Yeah, unicorns ejaculate rainbows. Basically, that what happens. See, you're not the only ones that have like inside jokes. <laughs> Tells you this is my best friend. I like to have inside jokes with as many people as uh, possible. Stick to the narrative here. Huh? Oh, my bad. But ours are special. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) What else has been going on in the world? Kylie Jenner is pregnant. Is she? I don't know. That's what somebody said in my group meeting. Wait, which one is Kylie? I don't know. She's the the youngest, isn't she? The surgery. The Pepsi. Is that the Pepsi commercial? Um, was that Kendall? I don't know. Is that Kylie's the one that was surgery. Was the one that was Kylie the one that's dating God. Tiger? Yeah. Or Tiger? Sorry. I don't know. I sound old. Tiger? Was she dating Tiger? Tiger. <laughs> Tiger would what? be the, like, what would be the golfer, exactly. <laughs> Tiger would be the rapper who's got marginal like rhyme skills. Uh yeah. So. But in things that matter more than that, the um 
very smart brothers, who's actually not a very smart brothers anymore. They're on the route, which I have feelings about. But they did an article where they basically said black men are the equivalent of like white women as when you think about privilege. I thought it was white men. White men, sorry. White men. When you think I, about I, I didn't read the whole thing, whatever. I just saw it like, yeah, I'm not going to even. Why not? Uh, equivalent? Yeah. Well, when you think about like, like everything that happens with it was, this, it was heterosexual black men, right? Of course. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm no, just trying to clarify because I'm trying to make sure heterosexual cisgendered black men. Well, the equivalent of white men, but as I was just like, when okay. you think about privilege, <sighs> but it's just well, first of all, everything is relative. So mm. that's just a terrible like. I am a African American cisgendered male. What is that? Was cis what? No, I'm regular. I identify as a. I was born as a man. I identify as a man. This pronoun is way and, um, too complicated. I'm, I'm heterosexual. Is it? Um, when when I have sex, which doesn't is doesn't that speak to um, your privilege? Is it? No, not really. It does. And and I'm saying like I understand. It speaks to my lack of social skills. There's a certain degree of privilege that goes along with me being a heterosexual cisgender male. But everything's relative. I'm still a black man. So I can, there can never be an equivalent between me and my white male counterpart because he's always going to have that white maleness that gives him that degree more privilege than I would have. Um, you know, there's still, well, he, me and that same white man both walk outside and a cop pulls up. White man is not getting shot. There's a chance I might. And that that's just the, that's the privilege difference between the two of us. But I definitely think there's an argument to be made that, yeah, when we're talking about other underrepresented groups, um, the black cisgendered heterosexual male can have more privilege than those other groups, than women, black women, than, um, you know, transgendered, you know, people, um, and it's, it's reflected, clear. it's reflected in the attitudes. Like you see a lot of black men who are discriminatory against those other groups. Which I think it's a shame. I think it's unfortunate. Um, but it's not equivalent to the, to the white male. Now, I didn't read the article. Did he say, or they say they have an equivalent attitude? It wasn't necessarily. Cause I could agree with that. It wasn't necessarily the attitude, but it was like looking at it from kind of what you said, breaking it down to the to the minority. Mm-hmm. What? Want a cookie? <laughs> <laughs> I'm want sorry, to be quiet about it. Like you know, you want some ask. of this cookie? <laughs> Go and get some of this cookie. I mean, we were gonna hear you open the bag anyway. Were we? Yes, we hear you now. But we're saying like, okay, when you think about like the Black Lives Matter thing, mm-hmm. like a lot of the focus. You ain't gonna close it up. You gonna eat that other half? What you gonna do? I didn't want to be greedy. Like, like, like. I feel like it, like let's just focus I'll, on. I'll, I'll have that other half. There you go. Close it back up too, because she's very particular. Y'all gonna about stop passing stuff. my cookies around? Hey, hey, you offered your cookies. Did I? You did offer your cookies. Did I? And I'm not gonna be offered cookies and not take them, baby. I'm rude. You should take offense to that. You offer a man your cookies and he don't take them. I've never offered a man my cookies and hey, he didn't take them. Hey, 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 look, exhibit A. Exhibit A. 
Um, but we're saying like when you think about like the Black Lives Matter movement and just like a lot of the um, protests that have occurred around police brutality, a lot of it has focused around things that have happened to black men, even though out of that spun off the whole say her name thing with Sandra Bland, which was kind of a reminder like, hey, you know, black women are out here dying too. Maybe not in necessarily, damn, you good? You're like Hoover vacuum that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, even though maybe not necessarily at the same rate, but the shit is happening. And also kind of just piggybacking off of what you said, there's a lot of um, just flat out hatred towards non-cisgendered, non-heterosexual people in the black community. Regardless of, I mean, when you think of like all of the the murders of tr- black trans women that has happened and just some of the exclusion of black gay lesbian queer folks that occurs uh in this this whole narrative then yeah when you look at it from that perspective yeah the black man is like at the top of this whole fucked up hierarchy so you i guess the article was saying like the the black heterosexual cisgendered male has like this this privilege of pain over other underrepresented communities. Sure, if you want to look at it as a privilege of pain, sure. Yeah, because I don't think I think mean, I think the 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 use of the word privilege is just a very interesting term. Spin. Yeah, because like privilege, the word privilege usually it's supposed to have more of a uh, there be benefits more, to come yeah more of a more of a positive connotation to it right like you have these privileges you have these things that are attributed to, to you or awarded to you um and when you think about it in the sense of uh caucasians in american society right they have these they have privileges like they have these automatic benefits of the doubt <laughs> you know for certain things like we were just talking about like you know Ryan Lochte uh, oh, you know, oh. do, does that foolishness? And Ryan Lochte Which is like a man in his thirties, and they're like, he's a, he's, he's just a, a young, he's just a young boy having boy. a good time. Oh, yeah, but like, that's, that's that, but, but that was Billy Bush privilege. too. And, and, and that, you know what? That was also Billy the Bush, boy. who was also like, you know, the grabbing by the pussy in, exactly. um, interview with Donald Trump, who who's co-signing that or whatever. Like, it's cool, it's okay, exactly. And like, I I don't feel like we in the same situation in an equal situation have that that opportunity. Right. Because either like black um, men or women, I feel like we're both um, made to be accountable for everything that goes wrong inside of our community. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like whatever your gender preference or identity is within the community, if something goes wrong and you start having a conversation that gets into systemic racism or systemic anything in this country, I feel like at some point you're going to have to like contend with a whole bunch of baiting and switching and things like Chicago, for some reason, that gets that's always Chicago. It's always Chicago, dude. It's always Chicago. It's and Hell it, Street, <laughs> where all the black all the black people, people live. live. Yeah. All the black people in the world live on Hell Street. Yeah, in together one, on one block. And they're all shooting each other right now. We're yeah. all murdering each other every right day, now. all right the time. Now. Yeah, yeah. So according to you, live from Hell Street, and it's one of those things. Like, so you can't move the conversation forward because it's this whole thing. Like, okay, well, you know, I don't know if okay, I don't want to change the, the, the subject, and so I'm. I'm going to say this and I'm going to let you reroute it. If that's cool, T. Okay. All right. So um, I posted something um, from, I believe the news source was now this. It was um, 
some Black Lives Matter activists who were at a Trump rally or a Make America Great Again rally. I can't remember which one, but they were went they went there to rallies, Black Lives Matter, et cetera, et cetera, which is not necessarily the the safest thing to do <laughs> in the, in today's climate. Um, but they did it, and what happened was one of the people on the stage brought them on so they could speak their piece for like two minutes. And apparently they had a feel-good moment after they, they got on there. You're American. But while they're speaking, you can hear people from the crowd. And then, you know, he's talking about like, um, you know, like we're not anti-cop or anti-bad cop. It's like, oh, like, you know, a man should not, you know, be killed over cigarettes. And you hear people from the audience, he's a criminal. And like, you know, it's just it's, it's like these things that you have to constantly combat. So it's again, like, you know, we're talking about something that's overarching and then you still have to address these 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 anomalies. So I, I just feel like, again, to I guess in a weird way, back up what someone's saying. I don't think that it's equal, but I I got the gist of the article based upon reading the title, and I, I believe that there's some there's some credence to it. I I, I couldn't disagree with that. Say I didn't read the article, so I can't disagree with something that I haven't read. Yeah, yeah. Um, but based on uh, based on what I understand from the representations, I, if I were to read it, I could agree with. Points being made about uh, black men kind of automatic, automatically being placed at the top of this hierarchy mm-hmm. of, you know, um, when we think about the plight of the black community, they're the first people we consider. Like, yes. kind of like the poster children of black suffering are the black men, right? Um, and I don't think and that's even right. Success. I don't think that's fair. Um, yeah, and I, I think like that's. I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. Um, but the only problem I have with it is equating it to the privilege of of a white male. It's just it's, it's, it's just it's, not accurate. It's night and day. Nobody <laughs> it's just not. No, no it's not. Intended. I mean, it's not. If we were to pull some statistics on, you know, black male, you know. Black male uh, job acquisition and black male salaries and all this stuff versus white men or versus black women. Yeah, yeah. Well, that and that's the point I'm trying to make. Like, if you want to make a comparison between black men and un- other underrepresented communities, I think you have something. But that's what but it was. It was compare, black men are the white people of black people, essentially. Black men are the white people of the black community. Right. They have the most privilege in the black community. I, like, you know what? I can almost get behind it a little yeah, bit I think more I, if that, it was like they said white women. That would almost black men a, are the white women of the black community. I'm gonna it, read. Let me read it, exactly. It's a tier. It's a tier. It but I, I, I did get a synopsis. Um, from, Straight black men are the white people of black people. I mean, I get it. I, I mean, even it. still, like I, I still can't agree with that because in that statement, if you say black men are the white people of the white community you're also saying that white women are equivalent to white men in that same statement that i don't think they that's are that's why i made that's I, why i, I said if you said black men, men were like the white are the women. white men of the black community i can totally agree with that but they're not the they're not the white people because black women are, are the white women of the black community oh <laughs> so no you think they're lower I do not by any means think that wh- that black women are held in the same regard as white women. 
In the black community. In the black community. I think that, but, but that is held, a fair statement. Who's held higher? No, no, who's no. White women. One, one second, one second. But we're can, talking about in but, the black community. In the wait black community. Wait, yeah, but wait a minute. Black women. Shakia, please break that down because I think I know where you're going with that. Break that down. Black women are not held to like the same, on the same high regard as white women. Even if you're looking at it in the black community. Black women but, are, yes, we are like considered like these saviors. We go out to... You know, anytime there's a thing, black women are there and we are ready to save you. At the same time, black men are killing black women at an alarming rate. There was a thing a couple of weeks ago. Dude set his pregnant girlfriend on fire right here in D.C. So that's one. Two, black men, when they reach a level of success, still to this day, what do you want? Do you want, I mean, and not the people in this room, because you all are married to, to black women, but the standard is like, oh, I've made it. Let me go get me a, a white woman. Even that dumbass Albert Hainsworth was just in the news recently because he was saying that his, his girlfriend white abusive. girlfriend was abusive and called him a, a nigga. I've always said he's a punk, man. Okay. And they were mentioning how a couple of years ago when he, um, what was it, he grabbed some, he was accused of grabbing some woman. Yeah, he he doesn't do woman's, that because she's, cause she's black. He's like, I haven't dated a black woman in years. Mm. So, and even just the level of respect, when you look at the levels of massage noir in the black community, for you to say like, oh yeah, black women, y'all are up here. Aside from hoteps that like to call us queens who still be on that bullshit in a back room lathering their white woman down in shea butter, y'all ain't respecting black that women happens? on the level. I'm I don't sorry. know because I don't fuck with hoteps. Okay. I can't deal with it. Okay. Um, I, I feel like, I, feel like I, I, can, I can almost be a hotel. Boy, bye. <laughs> no? Okay. No. All right. So please, I mean, explain to me how you think Okay. okay, so before you <clears throat> before you say something, no, go ahead, go ahead. You look, you look exasperated. You look exasperated. Like, like, like goodness gracious, like motherfucker. Like, all right, can man. I talk? So I think we all know me well enough by now to know that I take a very scientific approach to situations like this. We set a standard when we first started the conversation. The standard that we set was where are people placed within the black community, right? So if we're setting a standard that black men are the white men of the black community, that means we're drawing parallels between black men and white men. But as black men relate to other communities within the black community, that means that if we want to talk about black women, we can't then say, how do black men treat white women as opposed to black women? We have to look at how black men treat black women in the black community to the exclusion of other parties outside of the black community. That's just a science that experiment. That was one thing I mentioned. That's just, that that's was one thing saying, I mentioned. That's just saying, that's just saying we're going to set a paradigm for the experiment. And when we run another experiment, we're going to use the same paradigm to make sure we're comparing apples to apples. But also, you don't get to disregard every argument I made just because you disagree with one point of it. Well, the I misogynoir mean, but, has nothing to do but with... If you want to open it up to... Bowling? So, so um, okay. So, that's the first thing that I disagree with. The second thing is, if you want to open it up to a, a discussion about misogyny, 
are we really going to say that white men are not misogynistic to white women? Which is why I said misogynoir, not misogyny. Well, I don't, I don't, you may have to explain the term. Which is basically misogyny directed specifically towards black women. I'm not even including white women in this conversation. But you have to. Do I have to to or do I not? Because I feel like you're saying two different things. I feel like you're saying include them, but don't include them. I'm saying that if you're going to include them or not include them, you have to do it both each in both circumstances. So if you're going to include them, you have to include them in every comparison. And if you're not going to include them, you have to not include them in every comparison. Even if we don't want to include them in every comparison, even if I wanted to just speak on solely the the misogynoir that exists in the black community between black men... And their feelings towards black women, I think that says a lot. For you to say that white women and black women are equivalent? No, that's that's not what I said. And I think that's the entire problem with this statement. I said the black women in the black community are equivalent to white women that's exactly in, what I just said. in the white community. But it still is not the same thing. No. White women are held white women are held to a very different standard in the white community than black women are. I feel like black women across the board in the black community in America in general you you raising your hand. Who in the black community after black men are held in a higher regard than black than heterosexual black women? Who's next in the hierarchy above black women? They'll find somebody. Who? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like it, I, to, it, to in my regard, but there's there, a very it's not clear... the equivalent of how 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 white women are treated in white communities. I, I, may, may I, I just disagree with that, we, okay. and we can disagree. And may, may maybe I? I look at it from a different perspective, being a black woman. True, true. May, may I interject? Go ahead. <laughs> As somebody who's clearly not a black woman, um, so I want to say that I believe I can't. I can't speak. For you, but I believe I I see both sides of your argument. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that they're speaking or trying to speak to Takia's point. Um, I believe with regard to white women, white women are, um, from a social perspective, placed on a pedestal that is unequal to what we do within our community in terms of our our women. So, for example, from a social perspective, if you watch... I like to try to like tie other things in. So we both watched a fair amount of movies, or all three of us watched a fair amount of movies. And if you watch movies, for example, like the slasher flicks, uh, a common norm, or sci-fi, a common norm is to have a, um, a female lead for sci-fi or slasher films, often a white female lead. And she is the one that makes it out because she is the one that has to be held up and protected. So you're like, although other people might fall down in the woods, most of the times it's us, although we wouldn't actually fucking be in the woods because that's not what we do. That's not true. We've all been in the woods. Um, <laughs> stereotypes against stereotypes, but you get what I'm saying. Um, so I, I don't think that um, across the board, we um, rally and hold the flag like in in the white community does. On the same On the same token... I do see what you're saying in terms of like, okay, if we're going to make a, a comparison that it has to be level, I'm just looking at it from her her perspective in the sense that I, I'm i actually leaning more towards the kid because I, I really just don't think, I'm not saying, I understand that like the black woman would logically be next from your argument. So I get that. But 
That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but <laughs> it's a, but it's but a, that that that's 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 that's, that's making the assumption like, that that the black woman like is is on par in terms. But of how that's not what I said. I know, and, that, and that's because why the black man that's is the not on par with the white man in this same comparison. Right, and that's They're the not nuance, and that's the nuance of it. So my whole my whole thing is, I really, I just don't. I would have to disagree. I don't think there are so many, um, like black dudes out there, whatever, who who look actively outside of you know what they were raised by and what they know because they think it's better or it's it's mm. superior, and the. Historical social narrative has been that like it if 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 it's white is right, you know what I'm saying. So like that's the that's the thing to pursue. That's the thing to be. That's the thing to uphold. And that's the thing to admire. I don't disagree with that. So I'm, I'm just I'm so I'm, I don't disagree with that, and I don't disagree with uh, the majority of Takia's points in that same vein. Okay. I'm I'm merely talking about a scientific comparison. And this is the risk you run when you start drawing false equivalents. When you start off your premise with a false equivalent of black men being somehow equivalent to white men and you're a false equivalent, then you got to hold everybody else to that same standard is what I'm saying. Now, do we want to say that this is something I could agree with? Do we want to say that there is no equivalent for the white woman in the black community? Maybe there isn't one. No, I think I think everybody is who they are because <laughs> it, it's, it's it's hard to like you know separate. Honestly, you can look at it in in a vacuum or whatever, but that vacuum still exists within a larger set of parameters. So and, then, doesn't that kind of make the whole premise of that article fall apart? Well, that's <laughs> that's what I was saying. I didn't really get into it. I read I mean, this. To be clear, it even, wasn't even a, though, it wasn't a scientific read, article. I have not read right. the article. It was, it was an opinion was a, think piece. I got it right, and I think it was a little tongue in cheek and. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and I think you probably take it a little more seriously. Than you I analyze everything. I see yep. this, but I think there was still some validity in saying that kind of like, you know, as a as a people in the black community, we appear to be more concerned with the plight of the black man and, you know, police brutality and um incarceration rates and unemployment and education and all of their successes and their failures. It's like, oh, wow, look at this black man. He's an engineer or, you know, whatever. And so on that plane, in that in, in that circumstance, yes, the, the black man has more privilege in the black community. I agree with that. Okay, can I say that's something? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> can, can I say something and we can, I guess, move on, transition from it? Um, I will say this. Perhaps what this article could, like... Uh, be speaking to without speaking to it or I, what I will say I'll get from it without having read the article. What I will say is perhaps we need to adjust the way we perceive things in terms of how we treat people within our communities because as I see it, and this has been my personal perspective for a minute, it's not this article that's going to change this or whatever, but as I see it, I feel like the focal point should be the black woman. The reason why the focal point should be the black woman is because by and large, black women are who who are the ones who are raising both black men and women. They're the ones who are the backbone of our community. They're the ones who are dealing with a lot of single parent issues and like, you know, struggling in a lot of situations, not all, but you know, I feel like, you know, if we're actually looking out for their best interests or whatever and making their job easier, then that helps us all. It's kind of like, you know, the whole 
chain system or whatever. You want to make sure that there are no weak links or whatever. And right now, I think sometimes there is more of a focus. So, you know, you want to look out for. Yeah. I I just think you shouldn't like. Uh, I, I think everything that, that we've all the point that we've all made consistently in this discussion that, you know, black men are inappropriately so um, the focus when it comes to uh, all, all the points that we've laid out. Uh, in the black community. I don't think that's right. I don't think that's proper. I don't think a solution is to say we're going to make a concerted effort to elevate another party over uh, an, uh, elevate one party over another. Um, I think a, a healthier solution is we recognize that we have a lot of social diseases. And when you treat diseases, you got to treat the cells and the cells are individual people. Um, so we have to make sure we do have a, a unified message when it comes to black women, and that is that we should not be disrespecting black women. We should be respecting their accomplishments. We should be respecting their rights to just exist and be uh, their rights to achieve and accomplish. We should be respecting all of that. But at the same time, um, we need to be focusing on our entire community. That means not letting black men kind of be the default De facto, you know, cops are out here killing, you know, black people in the streets. And the first thing we think of is a black male. That shouldn't be the case. Um, but we need to make sure that when we're treating these social ills, we're treating the cells and we're looking at these individual cases and we're looking at individual people. And sometimes that means a woman is going to be the face of a particular movement. Sometimes that means a man or a child is going to be the Shout movie. out to Malala. Yeah, sometimes it's going to be, you know, sometimes it's going to be a transgendered person who's going to be the face of a particular movement because that's what's right in that moment. Um, we just, we shouldn't be predisposed one way or the other. And I think that's where the problem is. We're predisposed to put men, black men in particular, at the top of that hierarchy. And we just shouldn't do that. We should not. Um, I would like it if black men would stop killing black women for yeah. simple shit. Probably yeah. just people just stop killing people. Yeah, I, I, I think that because <laughs> yeah. I mean it's like here's the. But I think, but I think also, I'm sorry, and I cut you off, um, and I'm acknowledging that. I think the the problem that I have, the the main issue I have, though, yes, people should not kill people. Blah blah blah. Yeah, all of that. But like when you look at the types of situations in which black men are killing black women it's amazingly fucked up even if you want to go back not all of these things happened like very recently but i think it was last year at um the caribbean carnival juve in new york where the guy was like dancing on the girl and she asked him not to like get off of me and he shot, shot her in, in the, the face head. yeah yeah um you know, you can like literally like be murdered for saying, I don't want to give you my number or I don't want to talk to you or we had sex and I got pregnant. I'm going to have this baby. So now you're going to set me on fire. I mean, it's just like really egregious shit. No, people should not kill each other. But if I'm looking at this from a very specific perspective of being a black woman and obviously no one's killed me yet. Um, yeah, it's hopefully it's, never. Okay. Hopefully never. Right. They, they won't if I have anything. To, Shout out to my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> to but I mean, me. yeah. When you think about it, I mean, it's 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 sometimes like trying to navigate a minefield of just the things that you have to do as 
a woman in general, I guess, but I'm speaking from yeah. the perspective of a black woman of, okay, if someone asks for your number, okay, now I got to, do. can I tell you no? Do I have to give you a fake number? If I give you a fake number, are you going to stand here and call it? And then like, am I going to have a different situation because you realize I gave you a fake number? Do I have to give you my Google voice number? Like, you know, it's that's like- That's probably best. Yeah. It is, but that's like tied to work. And hopefully they won't try to call you like right You can get there. more than one Google Voice. I have like, hold actually, on, hold on. No, no. I've had, call a, you right I now. had a friend who did that. Like a guy asked for her number and she gave him some number and he called it and was like, yeah, no, that's not your number. And so then she had to give him his, give him her real number because he was like standing there like, all right, I'm going to call this number and make sure your phone rings before you walk away. It was like posted up on her car, like against the door so she could not leave. That's uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. It, just, it sucks because, and obviously, you know, as a as a um, as a black woman, um, there's going to be certain aspects um, of social struggle that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna experience just because I'm not a I'm not a woman. There's going to be some shared struggle because you know we we both share, share yeah. the same tone. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, from a gender perspective, there's going to be problems that I just don't experience. Um, I do know that statistically, you know, when you look at murder statistics, it's equivalent, um, right? It, it's, it's when you when you look at murder statistics, uh, you know, like ninety percent of black murder victims are murdered by black people. Like eighty three percent of white murder victims are murdered by white people. When you look at uh, sexual assault, seventy five percent of sexual assault victims are assaulted by someone they know. Um, it's it's really it really comes down to people hurt who's near them who they know who are around them um so people hurt people in their own communities they hurt people in their own families so i think the real solution is to is to fix men i don't i don't think it's to necessarily fix black men or fix white men i think men Men are the problem um and then you know specific specific groups of men have a different issue that need to be fixed you know within those subgroups but overall the world has dealt with a lot of strife and a lot of that strife has been caused by men um running it so let me jump in there so i want to say that your counter to my earlier point was actually a, a very um a very good counter um I think you articulated a lot of what I was trying to say better, which is not uncommon because, you know, we all know that I I suck at uh, articulating my thoughts. But what I will what I will say to with regard to what you just said is I think that kind of still speaks to what I was trying to address earlier, just poorly in in that I feel like if women have more support, because when I was talking about you know, putting more focus on them. I was talking about from a, a, a perspective of just common like decency and consideration, and and just like you know, there's a lot that's put on a black woman's plate, just in general, a woman's plate, but specifically a black woman's plate. There's a lot that's put on her plate. So like you know, the level of consideration. If we can just be more sensitive and consider that, and and like throw more resources behind, because at the same time, back to what I was saying. A lot of these women are raising children by themselves, unfortunately. So a lot of these women are raising men, which is not an ideal situation. Like like a man, you know, needs another man to to show him how to be a man often. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, you need a good model from which you can behave, um, for which you can like pattern yourself after. Um, there are some people that make a way. 
<laughs> you know, against all odds and, and make it happen. So I'm not saying it's impossible, but like to have that that structure or whatever, it's it's very important. So if these women are are in situations where they're raising men or women by themselves, you know what I mean? How people are able to interact with them based upon what they allow from the gate, where they put themselves in terms of situations, where they're going to be in terms of socializing, what type of conversations they're going to engage in or not engage in, how they choose to talk to people, how they have two people, how they allow people to talk to them. I think these are all factors that come into that whole supporting black women in terms of in the resources that come along with it. So that's kind of what I was trying to speak to. So I, I don't know if that helps clarify or no, it does. I uh, mean, especially if you're trying to. No, like, I got to say things like three times to uh, to, to. You do. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're talking about, but I mean, well, though, if you have a million dollars, right, this arbitrary number of a million dollars, and you have to do, you have to like engage the black community with actual social programs, right, to make improvements in the black community, and you have to apportion those funds. In that sort of situation, the entire black community you, you, $4 million? That's it. It's an arbitrary number for an example, man. Okay, I'm, just, a, I'm making a lot an example. Of it's a round number. It's okay. only six zeros. Everybody can kind of quantify a million dollars. Work with me, man. It's it's arbitrary. But you know, you know, the black community has over 1.2 trillion, 1.3 trillion in its total net worth. But it doesn't uh, matter because all of them are on Hell Street in Chicago shooting killing each other right now. Right now. So it doesn't I matter. I've got to a drop gun some drawn. Real knowledge. Like, yeah, I just shot it down with jokes. I love it. Okay. All right. Carry on, sir. One million dollars, black community, you were saying. And you have to apportion it, right? What you're saying is, you know, if there are going to be some actual tangible programs that you put in place, you think that, you know, we should put a focus on those programs and to making sure the black women in our community get the support that they need, right? So that means if you had to make a decision about proportioning the funds, you know, maybe 600,000 would go to black women and maybe, you know, 200,000 would go to black men programs and, uh, you know, 100,000 would go to kids and 50,000, you know, however you would break it down. Um, I think that's like, that would be an example of what you're saying, right? You know, because it, it in another perspective, from another perspective, if you don't talk about like actual tangible programs, you're talking about just like making a cultural shift, right? Both. And I think if you're yeah. making a cultural shift, you don't have to focus on one. Okay. If you're making a cultural shift, you need to just change the whole narrative and make sure that we speak, you know, in an equivalent manner about all the underrepresented uh, groups within our community. But if that transitions into actually what are we going to do in an actual program, there's only so much money. There's only so much time in a day and you got to decide how you're going to spend your hours and how you're going to spend your money. And, you know, what program you're going to support. I, there's a lot of causes that mm -hmm. I support. I volunteer my time a lot. I donate money and I'm not a wealthy man and I have a very busy career. So I can't donate a lot of time and, and money to. So I have to pick, you know, things that I donate to. And in that circumstance, sometimes I have to make a decision. Am I going to go to this rally for women? Or am I going to go to this rally for, you know, art in schools or am I going to like what's I have to choose. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're saying that if you make that choice, let's make that choice in favor of black women more than not because they need the support. No, no. I'm, I'm saying I'm saying both. I am. I'm, I'm saying that there needs to be a, a, a shift. What? <laughs> she said, I I am. Am. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I'm, no. I'm, I'm saying that there definitely needs to be. A shift in terms of, as you said it, again, better than what I said, um, <laughs> that there needs to be a shift 
But also, I resembled those remarks. Yeah, uh, there also needs to be a like resource. Okay, so as you know, I was in Chicago not too long ago. You were, were you on Hell Street. I was. I was actually with you in Chicago. Yeah, I was. There and as you well. two made it out on the South Side. We and, were on the South Side. And Look guess what? Nobody got shot. You, none of us got shot. Yeah. yeah so so <laughs> will it won't? We actually met some nice people and patronized yeah. some uh, very fine establishments yeah. on the South Side. On Hell Street. On yeah. Hell Street. Look so when I got in the Uber from the airport. Um, I got an Uber. I can't remember the guy's name, um, but he looked, and I'm saying this for a reason, he looked like you're just running a white guy. And I was talking to him, whatever, like, yeah, like, how's, how's it been? Because I typically ask, like, you know, how the business is for Uber drivers. Do you enjoy it? Mm-hmm. How long have you been doing it? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times Uber drivers drive Lyft and Uber, so right. there's a comparison that they have between the two. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times they say they get more money from Lyft, but Uber has more like customer base and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we transitioned into like Chicago. Like, yeah, so what do you think about Chicago? He's like, yeah, I'm from the South Side. So when he said that, I'm like, I'm like, okay. I, I was like, okay. Like, he was talking about it, like, blah, blah, but blah. But dynamite. Yeah, so he was talking about it, whatever. And I could hear just in a very limited amount of time that we were talking about the subject of Chicago, he had a genuine love for Chicago. Yeah. This is a great city, blah, blah, blah. And it's like Easy a lot of times it gets a bad rap. Yeah. And you know, he's just talking about it, whatever. And it's like, yeah, so like, you know, where are you from? And he said, well, I'm Palestinian. He said, like, you know, my, my parents came over here, um, you know, and I came with them or whatever. So we're like, we're first generation. Mm-hmm. You know, we came over here, whatever. They got businesses. They established themselves or whatever. Mm-hmm. He does real estate and all this good stuff or whatever. And he's just talking about, yeah, like, it's unfortunate. But he was saying, like, a lot of the issues that they have in Chicago is because they do not have the proper resources allocated in the right places. Right, right. So, and this is what I'm talking about. Well, like, some people that you speak to from Chicago will tell you that. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, and it's like, you know, for, let, let's not even go into the fact, that, like, there was, I don't know if this is still the case, but there were, like, literally consecutive years, like, plural, where Chicago hadn't even passed the budget. So, uh, there's that. But um, when we talk about um, Rahm Emanuel, Shouts. Uh, mm. Yeah, yeah. So that wasn't a good shout. That was like a, like, mm-hmm. yeah, there we go. Uh, <laughs> that was a hmm, not yeah, a yeah, shout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm, yeah. out. T got it. T Rich got it. She picked up on it. Uh, so, you know, I'm very, very well versed in shade. It wasn't a yeah, shout yeah. out. It was a shade out. It yeah, was. yeah. That's shade so. out, coined. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trademarked. <laughs> so, like, we yeah. We throwing shade outs Where now. Where is yeah. that sound effect when you need it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't know. We, we had something there before and it's gone. But, uh, so, yeah, from last week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that was actually on your end. Because, like, yeah, after editing, that was clearly on your end. Uh, but I know. I digress. <laughs> I digress. So, like going going back to the resources, when you, when you look at it, whatever, if you look at something from the perspective of a lot of people are tend to be concentrated in specific areas, right? And resources like public transportation don't run to specific areas, knowing that these people are in these specific areas because you won't allow them to get proper loans and opportunities in other areas that limits their ability to be able to like move in certain ways from a financial perspective. He was talking about education and like job training and job retraining because a lot of times people like rely upon industry that is indigenous um, or inherent in their location. So there are places like Cleveland or Detroit that rely heavily upon factory jobs. And when those factories pick up and move somewhere else, there are like thousands of people that are without 
Carrier is a good in- indication of that. Like in terms of like Donald Trump made this deal with Carrier, supposedly with Mike <laughs> Pence, that they're going to save these jobs that were going to go to Mexico anyway. And then that's what they did. Yeah. But there are thousands of, there was a, like a thousand plus jobs that were on the line because of that. So this is what I'm talking about. There are resources that I'm talking about that just need to be considered in terms of like if you can make sure that these people, because at the end of the day, children are the the best asset as a country that you can you could possibly have. Well, I believe the children are our future. Yeah, yeah. Teach them well. well. Teach them well. Let them lead the way. Indeed. Show so them all the beauty. They possess a side. Yeah. Give them a sense. Of pride? To make it easier. Let the children's laughter. It will remind us how they used to be. Well, I decided long ago. Oh, nippy. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. I mean, but go ahead. Yeah. Also, that's taking into consideration that you live in a place where children are allowed to be children, and I don't. Mm. I don't always feel like in certain black communities that that is necessarily allowed. Oh yeah, I I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Not only that, I don't think that you know. I think when you talk about these veterans who come back with PTSD, and I'm not suggesting that they don't, but I don't think people understand that PTSD doesn't have to just be exclusive to like theaters of war. Oh no, PTSD can no, come there from is, trauma. There, yes, and it can, can be, be passed, passed down, down. genetically. Yeah. You better, <laughs> you better. Yeah, yeah. There, like so, um, there, there was, there was, there was something I was listening to not long ago. Whatever, it's basically. Um, um, it changes your DNA. It does. Not Science, only that, man. No, no. But people involved within a generation or thereabout um, um, in the slave generation or whatever, because they were picking cotton and being able to pick cotton and bagging and all that other stuff, whatever, is not a natural reflex or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's something that they evolved because the fear of being whipped and and mistreated and like killed actually forced them to evolve to be more efficient at doing something. Mm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's just like you know, yeah. So it could be passed down. That's that's totally that's totally real. And then like you know that it's genetic. It's it's in you now. You know what I mean? So and that is a difficult task. I mean, not that I've ever had to pick cotton as a job or a hobby, but I'm from North Carolina. There are lots of cotton fields where I'm oh, yeah. from. They Your are. fingers get bloody easily. There's like at my mother's place, I can like look out the window yeah. and there's a a cotton field on the other side of her fence. I've and had many a drive through Greenville. Trying to like, I mean, I've done it before. Greenville, Greenville, that's more, that's where my North Carolina family's from. No, I was just saying the J Cole because he's from the Ville. But anyway, he's go from Fayetteville. Fayetteville. I'm, I'm, I'm different. You're right. That's a, that's a, that's a bigger, you're right. It's a bigger Ville. It's a bigger Ville. Right. A little more ville. dangerous. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> even just like trying to pick it because it like it almost like it, it's almost like it has claws and it does yeah. not want to be picked. So having to like. Get in there. It's a very uh, cotton's very antisocial. It is very antisocial. Yeah, but so. it's the fabric of our lives. So that's what the commercial the fabric of black say. people's lives yeah. for centuries, or the black people's deaths. Wow! And you know what? On that note, <laughs> we can transition um, <laughs> to what? Um, whatever. What y'all want to talk about? Any any, hey. any 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 pop culture outside of, of course, uh, you were talking about? Um, I don't know Rhapsody's album. On. I've been working a lot, so I don't know what's been going on. Hey, like you don't know, then I definitely don't know. I rely yeah. upon you. Yeah. Sorry. You're not doing your job, is I'm what not. you're saying. I'd just like to say, uh, you know, for anyone who's watched all of um of Insecure, um, when we when we watch the show and, you know, we judge people for 
the absolutely horrible decisions that they make on this show, let's first remember that they're human. These characters are being portrayed. They're supposed to be human characters. So they're flawed and they're fallible, regardless of what team you're on. I understand this whole team Lawrence and team Issa uh, foolishness. Lawrence had bullshit. (laughs) They're not only infallible, but the show is called Insecure. It's the title of the show. And can we just say, who wants to watch a TV show of people making good decisions? I was just telling somebody (laughs) that the other day. I was like, I was like, I would not watch a show called. For the most part, I make pretty good decisions. (laughs) I would not watch that show. That would be that would not be. Yeah, if if you think about it, like 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 some of the top the top scandal. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey! Any housewife? This is us. Like, like with the like shoulder shrug. Like, this is it. this is us. Like, uh, you know, like this is what you get. You I know, make, I make terrible decisions. Is pretty much the name of good television shows. Hey, really bad much. decisions make the best stories. That's exactly. what I've said for years. And it's human, is what I'm saying. It's like, I know human. I can sit here in front of you as right now and say <laughs> bad decisions suck. Like but no, that's that's the beauty of it because yeah. people have lived it. Maybe exactly. not as linearly as as Issa and Lawrence, right, but right. I mean they're cutting out in in a story. They're cutting right. out a lot of other life that happens in between all right. these bad decisions. But we've we are making collectively as a group, we're making these same bad decisions. I might not be doing the exact same thing that Lawrence has done, but may I may I have I been in the neighborhood? Maybe have I been in the neighborhood of some of Issa's decisions? Maybe, you know, so I can understand them. I can comprehend them. And does it frustrate me when I see it? But maybe the reason it frustrates me is because it's real. And because, oh, because you understand. Because I know it. Because yeah. I've experienced it. Yeah. Because I've seen the real impacts of those decisions yes. on people in my community, in my family. Right. You know? So I'm just saying, let's let's cut these characters a break. Let's let's go through the emotional roller coaster when we're watching these shows and experience everything that the writers and the actors want us to experience and just remember that they're portraying characters that are just as human as we are. Except Molly. We we cut no slack. <laughs> we ain't cutting Molly no goddamn slack. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> hey man. We judging Molly? Dro's a Dro's a sexy dude, man. I mean you gotta like, you know. He's a weird looking dude to me. He's, 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 hey, is, he, is he sexy? I dude? think Dro's sexy. Okay. I, I think Dro's sexy. I prefer my men a little a little more melanated. Uh well, you know, he's crazy light skinned. No, there's no doubt about oh, that. The, but he's also the like situation he's also Latin like, though. Um the teeth situation is like this. I don't think it's about how Dro looks though. See, I'm in. I'm studying this sexy thing because I have a goal one day to become sexy. Uh-huh. Um, as that's as a, you posted on Facebook, yeah, it's a whole like whole research. Yeah, I'm hoping to be sexy one day. Okay, and one of the things that I'm learning about it is that it's not all about your appearance. It's, no, it's no, about I, your. I, I've definitely it's about your swag. It's about your demeanor, your manner. It's about how you, you carry know. it. Sex and appeal actually confidence. has more like actually more cash than than actual like looks. Yeah, because looks can change and looks can fade. That's all. But I'm like saying. sexy. That's all I'm saying. Now I'm saying like like a good personality and a sense of humor for me is my kryptonite. Like yeah, don't yeah. don't add a pretty smile into that. Was, I'm just like oh word. And so I'm butt. having because Never of this it. because of this goal of mine. I'm having to actively like you know. Try to assess because I, I I admit that I'm not a sexy dude. So I wanted if, to respond. I just, if I'm not a sexy dude, and there are dudes that are sexy, I gotta see like what's the difference, right? Try to assess the difference because in my in my youth, like that's not something that I saw, and even in adolescence, that's not something that I saw. As an adult man, I'm able to look and see like a woman finds this guy sexy and does not find this guy sexy. Why? 
what is the difference, you know, between those two men? So I'm able to actually look at a couple of these guys on the show. Let's take Dro, for example, and let's take Daniel, uh, for example. Both of these men are characters that women are mm-hmm. finding sexy. Maybe not all women, both men, you know what I'm saying? But for the most part, collectively, they're finding them both sexy. They don't look at all the same. They look completely different and they have a different, they both have a different manner about them and they have different mannerisms, but they're both saying, so what are those differences, right? And they, they do, <laughs> shut up. No, I was, because then I realized like this doesn't translate well on the mic. Um, yeah, no one can hear that. No. So they do, like the mannerisms, yes, are different, but like there's a lot to be said for like sexiness in movement, just the way a man exactly. moves. And I think Same if you, thing for women. I'm not looking at. Women. I'm, I'm just. I'm just saying. There's nobody can. No. It is applicable. Walk like a black woman. I mean, I've, I've done that in a past life, and I do think that women are beautiful. But if I'm looking at at men right now, and gotcha, I am, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I think Daniel and Dro move. They have very similar ways that they move, in like a very confident kind of of way of like it's owning more, the space. It's deliberate. It's very deliberate. It's slower. It's more deliberate. It's certain. It's not rushed. It's yeah, it's like, more certain. You're going to be there when I get there, bitch. Yeah. And these are these are things that I'm studying in the hopes of one day becoming a sexy man. Okay, so we're I'm gonna, not confident I'm going to be able to achieve it, but I'm going to keep working. What we're going to do is we're going to keep tabs on that, though. We, we want to see how this goes. Are you going to keep a journal first? Yeah. I might. No, you know no, what? That's a good idea. I'll start keeping a sexy journal. Uh, we're going we're gonna to keep a journal. We, want, we want actual, like, semi-regular, like, uh, updates, updates. Mm-hmm. on my sexiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we got to, I guess we got to try to develop some some sexy benchmarks. Um, Call it my bringing sexy back journal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. see okay. We can do this. Yeah, that's what's up. So... We're gonna talk a little more offline or whatever, but <laughs> <That's you. laughs> as as, as uh, we get ready to wrap up, man, we want to tell y'all first and foremost, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate your listenership. Uh, we do not take it lightly. We know that you can do other things with your time, uh, so we appreciate that you take your time to listen to us. Um, if you want to check us out, there are plenty of places that you can find us. We are available on Facebook, both the group and the page Flash Black Radio. You can check us out on Twitter. Uh, at Flash Black News and at Flash Black Radio. You can check us out on iTunes. Don't look for us on IG, though. Tune in, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, and also the podcast app on your iTunes. And, of course, you can check us out on uh, Google Play and through the website, www.flashblackradio.com. Uh, we are available on uh, IG. I, I recently I'm realized... Available. I recently... Ro- yeah, you can follow. You want to tell them where to follow you? <laughs> Twirly Gal. That's spelled with a G Y A L. As oh, if we were Caribbean. Twirly Gal. Yeah. Lord of mercy. Yeah. Lord so there you mercy. go. If you want to follow T Rich, you can you can do so. She has a lot of awesome picks. Um so I, I recently discovered that there's a plan I want to start instituting or incorporating for uh, IG because I, I need to get on that. But aside from that, ladies and gentlemen, thank, Y'all you. Don't need it. thank you for your confidence. I appreciate it. Uh, I am DaVinci Parks, aka Lee Bennett the third. T. Rich, ye old thrower of shame. <laughs> S. Double, aka Slim Williams, hosting at Bus Boys and Poets. So oh my God, do you host at Bus Boys and Poets? I do, I do host at Bus Boys and Poets. Random, <laughs> random stranger who does not think I'm a star. You can check me out on Monday. 
I'm assuming that this will be up on Monday. So yeah, check me out tonight. Yeah, <laughs> basically, yeah, 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 indeed. So we want to thank you so much for your listenership, man. Please continue to stay tuned. Stay blessed. Stay woke. Stay One. sexy. Peace. <laughs>